0: you're listening to the seek first podcast for students with stephanie akiyama and kurt petershan
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Seek First Student Podcast. Yes, Stephanie and Kirk with you once again. i um, so glad to, to be with y'all and doing it again. Week yeah. 11.
0: I can't believe it. We're just moving around. It's along. awesome. Just, just right yeah, clicking um, forward.
1: Yeah, so this week we're going to, uh, we, we kind of referenced last week, we we're going to change directions a little bit. We've been talking a lot about relationships and mm-hmm. dating and different different things, which are great. Good stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, But we did have a lot of questions, actually, um, several weeks ago. I asked students to write down some questions, and I've even had some just text me or whatever, email me questions that um, a lot of them are are just wanting to know things about witnessing to their friends, talking to friends about Jesus, things like that. Right. Um, So we just thought this would be great. Great time to go ahead and start addressing that. Um, And also as a church right now, that's just kind of something we're just talking about a lot. Yeah. right. And I know you're kind of in that world right now. A lot with the who's your one, different things like that Yeah, and and all that. So anyway, I think our minds are just there a lot. Uh, As a church staff, we um, kind of have taken this whole year to pray for the lost, pray for those who don't know Christ, who don't know Jesus. And um, anyway, it's just been something that I think is... um, in a really great way, just on our hearts and minds. Yeah. A good bit. Anyway.
0: Yeah, we are really uh, wanting to equip um, everyone because uh, witnessing to others is not just for church staff members. It's not for super Christians. We are all called. Whoops. We are all called. <laughs> watch that. No, watch the microphone. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We are all called and equipped yeah. to witness to others. All right. That's the plan, right? That's why when you were saved, that's why when you were saved, you were left here on planet Earth, right? It's so that you can extend the kingdom of God here on Earth. And yeah. so that's that's what we're going to be talking about that's today. A good
1: point right. We're not saved and
0: it's whisked off yeah, heaven. That's exactly <laughs> you know, that, you know. Yeah, it would have been awesome, but we're that. not. Yeah. Why am I still here? That's right. Um, now you know.
1: Yeah. So I mean, even from the beginning, right? Of kind of well, I say the beginning. The beginning of what we see as the church, right? Starting in Scripture. Now, if you if you know your Bible, um, what we have is in the in the New Testament. We have the Gospels. We have four Gospels: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And at the end of the Gospels, um, at least. Matthew and Luke make it pretty clear that at the end of the Gospels, Jesus gives this commission and this command to his disciples yep. to now go and spread the good news. right? right. Share the Gospel. Make disciples. Um, to
0: the world. To the whole world. Twelve right? guys.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> Acts, in the book of Acts, it yeah. kind of opens up with that again. This is Luke who wrote the Gospel. Luke, he opens up Acts again, and he kind of reiterates this. And Jesus says in Acts 1.8, he says, you're going to be my witnesses. Yep. Now, um, that's kind of the main word we're talking about today, just witnessing what that means. What does that look like? How do we do that? He says, "You are going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea. That's kind of right where they live." He yep. says, "Samaria. That's a little bit down the road, and even kind of people they didn't like that much." Yeah, and then he says, "To the ends of the earth, right?" And so you are like, well, "All right, well, <laughs> there I have everybody." So yes, um, and it is amazing as you read through the Book of Acts that you do see exactly um, the, the apostles, the disciples do exactly what Jesus calls them to do, and they just and it's very simple, really. They are just going and being witnesses, right? Right, right. Some amazing things happen, but mostly it's just yes. sharing the gospel. Yes, yeah.
0: but equipped with the Holy Spirit, right? They, um, they're they're given courage. Yeah. They're given the words. Um, they're even told, like, don't worry about what you're going to say. Like, just s- say, like, just yeah. to, to, like the Holy Spirit yeah. will give you what to say. Yeah. Um. So just go and do it. And n- not to say that there isn't some uh preparation on your part yeah, to, to right. know Jesus, because if you're going to witness about Jesus, you have to know him, right? Like, right, yeah. like when someone is called into a court of law yeah, to be a, a witness, witness yeah. right? It's someone who has seen something, yeah, who has yeah. who has observed something and who has learned something. And so they're sharing and, and, um, you're not really called to be the lawyer. <laughs> you're not really called right. to even defend what he's mm-hmm. saying. You are called to share about him yeah. And what he's done in your life.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So primarily, and I like that you said that it's not, it's not primarily to make a, a great argument or defend anything. Now we can do that. And, yes. I, and we're going to talk about that We um, will in the weeks to come. Mm-hmm. But it, it, again, primarily it's. Just you've seen something, right? Yeah. A witness is someone who you you've seen the news, right? Right. You've seen the news, or you've seen maybe a court case or whatever, or or uh you've seen a great YouTube video that you told somebody about, or yeah. you watched a great movie, or Aided you lost the awesome song, you yes. ate at a great restaurant, and you told you became a witness. So right. we all witness, right? Yeah. That's just I, I think a lot of people think they, they don't have that gear inside of them. Well, I don't know how to witness, I don't know.
0: Yeah, you do. Yes, you you do. We all
1: have that. And we've all done it. That's exactly Um, right. Yeah. You know, I ate a great whatever. I went to this restaurant. Have you been there? You check that out. Um, Something, this is a stupid illustration, but um, we live in Covington, Georgia. And I, I think just the fact that people show up here last week was spring break, and people show up in Covington, Georgia for spring break because of the witness of people who have seen Vampire Diaries stuff and have walked around and done the tour and told their (laughs) friends and go to to Covington, Georgia. Check this out. Yes, and it It is happening. It is crazy. Yes, Kurt's
0: sister actually (laughs) lives in a home that is a part of the tour. Yeah, Yeah. there's
1: people there all the time. But yeah, it's exactly that. It's people going, hey, I've seen something. I've seen something great and I want you to know about it. So go check this out. That's exactly what a witness is.
0: And so, I just wanted to run down some of the reasons why you want to be a witness to the people that you love, like even dislike. Like, <laughs> there are you some benefits. To, yeah, that's exactly that. like there are some bit some huge benefits of knowing Jesus, and if you can be a part of drawing them to Him, if, yeah, um, He will use you. If you're willing yeah. to tell others about him, and let me just run down just some of the benefits. Yeah. Um, number one, so this is what you are offering to people, mm-hmm. right? A relationship with Jesus. Um, you are offering them the forgiveness of their sins. Yeah, they can be. They can have relief from guilt, yeah. from shame, and access to God. Forever, a relationship yeah. with him forever. Um, Psalm 103.12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. That is awesome. Yeah. First John 1.9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I mean, yeah. that feeling of being cleaned and being forgiven right. yeah. of the things that we have done or said or thought is amazing. Yeah. It it lifts burdens. It changes people right. when they are freed from those, uh, from that guilt and from that shame. And that's where, you know, that
1: springs out of our experience, right? Our witness. Yes. Because that is, when Jesus said to his disciples, by the way, so he said, go be my witnesses. Specifically, he was talking about the resurrection, right? right. So he, you know, I have died and I've come back to life. I'm here talking to you right now. That is, okay, so I was dead. Now I'm alive. You've seen me. You've touched me. You've ate with me. Right. right? Like Luke and John, they make this very, very clear. Jesus ate with his disciples to let them know I'm here and I'm alive. Now go be my witnesses of that. You've Mm -hmm. seen me. Right, right, Um, alive. So mainly, primarily, Jesus was talking about you go and be witnesses, but not only to his resurrection, but to, um, like you said, this this hope of the gospel, the salvation that we have in him because he's alive, right? Because he died for our sins and he came back to life. So I think we have to start there, where um, you know, if we're if we're sharing that with people, we can only share what we have, right? We can only share as a witness of what we've actually witnessed, what we've actually experienced. Experienced, so I think, you know, start there. You know, if, right. you, if you are or maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, gosh, I don't know if I even have that witness. Well maybe someone needs to witness to you. I don't right. like you need to know Jesus. I mean, that's where yes. we start. We begin with. Absolutely. Obviously we have to have seen it and, and experienced it. For yeah. ourselves. The, the witness of the gospel, who Jesus is, what he's done, that he died for our sins. He rose again.
0: That's exactly right. And another reason that we witness, um, not only do they need to know Jesus because they can have forgiveness of sins. They can have peace of mind. Yeah. They can have security and rest from having to do life on their own. Um, they can be satisfied. Uh, yeah, I feel like we are a culture that is constantly seeking to be filled. Yeah, to find life in things. Um, yeah, not Jesus, right? And it works for a short period of time, going out and mm. and uh, accomplishing things or uh, doing something fun. It fills us for a second. Yeah, but it is fleeting, yeah. and you're empty. The next minute. Yeah. Chasing the wind. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But also, we, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you've been commanded Mm -hmm. to go. Like, it's not just something where you're like, "Eh, I mean, just the preachers do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it is everyone who is a believer in Jesus Christ has been commissioned, commanded by Jesus to go. Therefore, go and make disciples.
1: Matthew 28. Yep. Yeah, that is, again, so that's the very last thing Matthew records that Jesus says to his followers was therefore go make disciples of all nations, yes. baptizing them, teaching them, all these things. Go be a witness yes. to what you've seen and heard, to what you know, what you believe. Um, here's what Peter says. This is 1 Peter 3.15. This is probably the most classic kind of uh, evangelism. So the word evangelism just simply means um, to go and share the good news. Yes. Right. So this is kind of the most classic evangelism verse, 1 Peter 3.15, he says, in your heart, he says, to set apart Christ as Lord. So there's that. You need to know Jesus. Right, right. right. It starts First there. step. And then he says, always be prepared to give an answer. Always be prepared. All right. So you just, you don't wait for uh, some hard time to come. You don't wait for somebody to ask you a tough question. Right. Like we need to have a kind of a preemptive, already prepared.
0: That's where the prep work comes in. yeah. Work.
1: And he says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason. Here's, here's the, my favorite part for the hope that you have,
0: yes.
1: right? The hope that you have. So if if I'm not living my life, and I know this is kind of part of what you're going to say in a second too, just about living it out. But yeah. if we're not living our life in such a way that people see that we have an actual different hope than they have, right, then they're not going to ask us. And exactly they're not going right. to care. That, right. right. And like you just said, um, we're offering people this kind of hope that we're offering to them. Hey, I, I, can I just tell you that I have what I know you're seeking. You're seeking yes. life. You're seeking joy. You're seeking peace. You're seeking love. You're seeking... Right. right. Like, we're all seeking these things. Right. Truth. We're, we're seeking yeah. these things. Um. Everybody in the world is seeking that stuff. If Atheists you're a human being, whoever, yes, right?
0: you're created Absolutely. to seek that. You're created to not be completely fulfilled without it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, you... And, and regardless of what you are seeking it out with, right. you're seeking to be filled, right? Yes. You're seeking that. You want truth. You want... Even, yeah. again... Christian or non-Christian, you want to know the truth and you want to have joy. You want to have, you want to be fulfilled. You want to be satisfied. And so it's for us as Christians to truly live and speak in such a way to let people know, man. We have it like it's here and it's not a secret. Like I don't want to keep it a secret. <laughs> right. I don't want, it's not like I'm some special, like I, I want to tell you yes, because I just like you, I need that. I need yeah. him. I need to know Jesus. I'm not perfect. I know the one who is. Right. Right. Yes. And I have this hope. So yes. that's what Peter says that we can let them know and be ready. Just basically, if I could sum that up and say, always be ready To tell people why you're so hopeful.
0: Yes. Right?
1: And to tell people why you love Jesus. And
0: look, if you have a relationship with Jesus, don't wait until you've got your act together to do this. Like, I I think about Peter. Oh, you may wait forever. Yeah. (laughs) Look, I think about Peter who gave this sermon that 3,000 people came to know Jesus. Right before then, he was hiding. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Jesus had ascended. Jesus had said, hey, wait, and the gift of the Holy Spirit is going to come. And Peter, like, He goes back fishing. He just goes back to his life. He's hiding up in an upper room because the religious leaders still aren't, you know, super fantastical with these guys. But (laughs) he's just and and right after that, Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes. Peter is preaching. I mean, with boldness and uh, and it works. And 3000 people. Yeah. Come to know Jesus. And I just yep. think that is amazing Peter was a fisherman. He was And
1: yeah. By the way, after that, even we have stories in the in in the rest of the new, like in Galatians, Paul references Peter that, that Peter still had some issues. Right.
0: right? Peter so was Peter did perfect. not have it all no, together. Not yes. at all. Like
1: he was still messed up. And so in Paul himself talks about his own struggles that he, he struggled yep. with in Romans chapter seven. Yep. And in Philippians three. He says, I'm not perfect, but right. I'm pressing on. Right? Yep. So I love that. Yeah, like if we're gonna wait for us to have it all together, because I've heard people say that too. Like, well, I can't, I'm a hypocrite if I try to share the gospel. I'm a hypocrite. Look. You will
0: never be perfect. Never, ever. (laughs) And you're
1: going to be waiting forever. That's right. Right? Even as a preacher. Yes, I'm a pre. I'm a pastor. Do you think I've gotten up and preached? Every sermon I've ever preached that I'm up there preaching it going, yeah, I'm preaching this because I got it all together. (laughs) No. Like 90% of the sermons I've ever preached, I preached to me first. And I know I need work on this. Right. I can still preach it and I can still, because I am working. We can and I am still trying. be
0: a witness, still be a witness. Yeah, that's we can what we're called still to do. be a witness. Yeah. So you've also been equipped. You may not feel that you've been equipped, um, but you have been equipped. Yeah. Uh, like Kurt said, Acts one eight, but you will receive power when the Holy spirit comes on you and you will be yep. my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Um, in spite of your weaknesses, mm-hmm. in spite of your past mistakes or struggles, you can be an effective and successful witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Second Timothy, uh, Second Timothy three sixteen, famous verse here. All Scripture is God breathed. Yeah. It is useful. Here you go. Right, you're equipped here, right? Yeah. It's, it's useful. And he's talking to his. This is Timothy, his his young pastor friend. You know, probably not much older than a lot of you listening. He says Scripture is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped equipped for every good work. That's exactly what you're talking about. So you want to, I don't know how to share the gospel. I don't know how to witness. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I think, and I said this, uh, by the way, I said this to our students last week that, um, man, I think like 90% of our problems and our struggles and our fears as Christians would go away if we read our Bibles more. I mean, really. And I don't mean to make it like trite and and just non-significant, but I mean to say I mean, the Bible is exactly what Paul just said to Timothy. It's useful. Right. And it's God breathed yes. into us his word that we can know him and yes. know how to speak and think and live in such a way that we actually have a witness.
0: Right. And it changes us. It changes. I, I call it's... it scrubby bubbles. Like when the word comes in, it's like yeah. scrubby bubbles inside of us. It changes yeah. changes the way we think. It changes our want to's. It changes everything about us. Um, and so we can be more effective witnesses because we love Jesus more when we fall more and more in love with Jesus, when you're in love with someone or when you're in love with something or when you have found something that is like the best, you want to tell others about it. And so this is what being in the word, being in prayer. That's what this does is it makes you fall more and more in love with Jesus. Um, all right. So some practical, like how to witness now, um, We are going to be getting more into um, some of the um, evangelistic tools Mm -hmm. that you can use. I've got some that I reference at the end: uh, the Romans Road, sharing your story, those kinds of things. Um, And once we do an announcement, we should do an announcement about North Georgia Christian Camp. Listen for that in a minute because we're (laughs) going to be we're going to be doing breakout sessions about this very thing. But anyway, okay. So number one is prep your heart. Mm -hmm. Okay, pray that God would give you a passion. for the lost yeah whether they live in your house whether they're your best friend whether they're a teammate whether they're in class with you pray that God gives you a passion for the lost because we just get so busy in our lives just running from here there and yonder we don't even notice people right we, we, yeah we don't notice we might notice their hair or their cool kicks but we don't notice their soul. Yeah, we don't we don't even pay attention to it. And so, yeah, ask God, but God does. Right. And he can give you that perspective. He can give you yeah. that discernment so that those conversations come up um, easily. Yeah.
1: First Corinthians 13 four, love is patient. Yeah, That patient word it it does. It literally means to kind of slow down to the point that you can notice and understand people. Yeah right yeah, um, that, that that we're is. willing to take time in our lives right to say you know what yeah life is busy life is hectic like life is crazy and i know like you, you're doing school you're walking the hallways you're going to sports you got a job you got family you got all sorts of stuff right. we all have things to do and we kind of live in this like i call it the microwave culture of just like we need everything right, yes. right now fast fast athletic yeah but man that if when i read the gospels That's not how Jesus was. Mm -mm. That's not the way that he lived his life. And yes, I know it's a different world. I get that. But man, like we have to be able and we have to be willing to slow down. Yeah. Slow down. If we're, if we're too busy to slow down and serve people. Right. And too busy to talk to people or get to know people. Yeah. Even our enemies. Right. Even people we don't agree with. Right. If we're too busy to have conversations,
0: then we're too busy. We're too busy. Period. You know? That's exactly right.
1: ultimately, again, if we're too busy to witness, if we're too busy to share the gospel, the the one thing Jesus really told us to do, then we're too busy.
0: And the one thing in our life that is eternal, yeah. Like, um, I just think about the things that we busy ourselves with. Yeah. Um, they just won't last. They won't last until next week, <laughs> yeah. let alone eternally. And 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 here's the other thing. Um, know that uh, when you do have a conversation, um, you may you may just be planting a seed mm-hmm. and a seed goes in the ground yeah. and it takes a while. It breaks open. It germinates. It starts growing. You may not see the fruit right now. Yeah. And again, the microwave culture, we expect like, we're going to say something to someone and yeah. they're going to come to Jesus. And it's going to be all awesome. Jesus loves yeah. you. Okay. I'm a Christian. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's not, right. Yeah. This is a sacrifice on your part. Yeah. You might have to bear the burden of some of the awkwardness
1: mm-hmm. um, or some rejection. Right. Yeah. But
0: you're planting seeds yep. and God, honors that yeah. he just honors it I think the last um stat that I read was saying that someone hears the gospel seven times before like Christians mm-hmm. have heard the gospel the full presentation of the gospel mm-hmm. seven times before they come to actually trust in Jesus wow yeah. which so you are you might be number five you, you know You're you, right, you yeah. just don't might be number know. one but be faithful yeah. because this is the one thing like Kurt said this is the one thing that we have been commanded to do with our lives. That's why we're not whisked off to heaven immediately.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think about, so back to Matthew 28. Yeah. So the great commission is what we call this paragraph, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. So in verse, I think it's verse 19 where he says, um, he says, as you go, make disciples. And really the ver it's a verb that it's an ing verb. It's going. That's the Greek verb that is used there. So he's, he's implying Yeah, you're gonna be going. You're gonna be doing things in your life. He's not saying you can't do anything. You can't have a job. You can't work. He's like, yeah, you're gonna do stuff. Right. You know, you're gonna go in your life. Now that might mean going to school, it might mean going to work. It might mean going overseas on a mission trip. It might mean any number of things. But I think it just implies the normal life that you're gonna live. Yeah, Yeah. you're gonna live a life. And as you go, wherever you go, he's implying you're going to go. Yeah. And as you go, make disciples. And then the last thing he says, because you just said this, and I love this thought. I actually heard Francis Chan say this years ago. He said, because um, he was he was referencing this verse, Matthew 18, mm-hmm. 20, 28, 20. And he, sa- um, and he says, um, where Jesus says, I will be with you at the end of that paragraph. If you go do this, make disciples. I will be with you to the very end of the age. Yes. You want to experience, Je- this is what Francis Chan said. If you want to experience Jesus in a way that you've never experienced Jesus, you want to know him go make disciples. Right. Don't like, be a witness to people because yeah. like you said, yeah, maybe you're going to be the first person that's ever shared it with them and maybe they're going to outright reject it, but maybe not. Right. And in either case, whether if they reject it, you get to re- just know that you planted a seed and you get to rely on the Lord. And, and, you're and you were obedient. you were obedient. And if they, but here's the great part, if they don't reject it and if they Man. come to faith, I'm telling you, that will light a <laughs> fire. i got goosebumps, your, guys. because yes, it, it, it will light a amazing. fire in your life. If you have ever led Someone to know to know Jesus. If you ever yeah. shared it with them, yeah. And they or just invited him to church and then they came to become a Christian. That is something that makes you go, oh, I well, want well, more of
0: that. Yes. You know? Your heart literally grows. It's like um that scene in the grinch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where you're it grew three <laughs> times that day. I don't know. I yes. That is literally what happens. Like I've got Goosebumps Kurt even talking about it because it is an amazing experience yeah. to to lead someone to the Lord. It's yeah. just it it is awesome. I remember it's, the
1: the first time I baptized a kid. Uh, I was a, I was a counselor at a middle school week at camp and I was like a, a senior in high school or something like that. But this kid wanted me to baptize him and I kind of I had led him to the Lord and told him about Jesus. And yeah. I was I didn't even know this kid before the week. And then I got to baptize him, and I was just like, that was super cool. Like I didn't even know I could yeah. do that. I'm yeah. not a pastor, you know. <laughs> yeah I wasn't at the time. So anyway, yeah, it's it just is
0: it is it's, it's amazing. So cool. You will want to keep doing yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Um. Be authentic. Uh. People can't relate to perfection. They relate to real. Right. So be yourself. So your story is your story. Mm-hmm. Um. Whether it's I was a great kid. You know, like I, I didn't really do anything rebellious. At, but um, I understood my need for Jesus even yeah. in that. Right. Um. Or whether it's I've my story I, I stole a car at 13 and, and you did i did wow i did i stole a car at 13 because i and wanted to go to the a mall christian look at you i know isn't crazy? <laughs> oh, look, i should be dead Jesus or in jail anybody. that's exactly right that is that's my story i need to know more of your story because <laughs> I, I was not wow yeah totally yeah interesting. i did i just i wanted to go to the mall and <laughs> I, I love that though. You yeah. know what?
1: Being authentic. <laughs> I mean really. And not just if you stole a car, but yeah. Um you're right. Being real. Being yeah. being honest. Your story is your true. story. Yeah, it's your story. Yep. Um yep. say a word about that too. Um, you know, as we share, like you talked I know you wanted to maybe talk a little bit more about that, but just sharing and sharing our testimony, sharing our stories is a great tool. It's a great part of it. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so do that and share your stories, be authentic, but also know too, right. Your your story is not the gospel. Right. Right. Uh, Jesus' story is the gospel. Yeah. So that's his testimony. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we in our story, we get to include Jesus' story, right? We get to include the gospel. And so even yes. a, a person who stole a car, <laughs> and you can talk about how, man, Jesus, because of what he did for me, and I know he he died on the cross for even that that he would say. You know what I mean? We yeah. get to share this with people right. from our perspective. Yes. And nobody because I've heard it's put this way, you've probably heard this, but people people can argue religion, they can argue points they can argue anything they want to argue they can't really argue your story
0: that's exactly right because it's your story that's right and you know yeah.
1: this happened this yeah. is real this is my eyewitness account or yeah, you whatever know. that's
0: exactly right All yep right. yep um look i i also wanted to say um it's sometimes easier for us to witness to someone that we feel is beneath us hmm. like they're they're poor or they're down and out or they're just or younger what, yeah yeah or whatever yes yeah. um, Everybody needs Jesus. Yeah, I don't care if they look like they've got it all together. I don't care if they're the most popular kid in school. I don't care if they're mm. rich beyond. If they're compare. your mom or dad. Yes, right. they need Jesus, yep. and so I want you to have those mm-hmm. glasses on, those eyes to see people yeah. as souls. Right? They need Jesus. They need to be made new. They yep. need to walk in newness, and that can only come from Jesus. Yeah, um, and also you're not responsible for their response. Right. That is one thing right. that I have heard people so discouraged because they got up the courage to tell their best friend about Jesus and they were totally um, ignored or rejected or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they thought that it was something that they did wrong. You are not responsible for their response. You are responsible for sharing. You're responsible for being a witness to what, who Jesus is and what he's done in your life.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it makes me think of the book of Acts again. Um by the way, at Eastridge right now, we're going through a series on yes. Acts for the next couple of months. So, um, man, if you don't so have good. a church home, please come check that out on Sunday mornings. Um, we'd we'd love to have you. And just as we're walking through Acts, because Acts is all about, again, these witnesses. Yeah. It just made me think of Acts sixteen, um, where they go into Philippi. This this is uh Paul and his companions and they go into Philippi. Here's what it says. You're talking about we're not responsible for, for this part of it. It says the Lord, this is Acts um sixteen. What is the verse here? <laughs> 14, uh, 14, 15? I, can't, I got it underlined. so I yeah, think It's, it's somewhere in there. Anyway, um, it says that the Lord opened her, it's talking about this one specific lady named Lydia, opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. I love that verse. Who, who, who's yeah. doing this work, right? Who's If, if we're going to share the gospel message, because that's what happened, they share this message with the lady named Lydia, and it says the Lord opened her heart. Right. Right? Um, And that is, and, and that happens all throughout the book of Acts. And in the next chapter, he actually tells Paul, hey, I have people in this city. You just go tell them. Yeah. You tell them and I'll bring them. Right, right. So it just reminds us: I'm not going to go and do this work, and it's not going to be all on me or resting on my shoulders. Right. To fix people, change people, help people. Do and you say, yes. People. We didn't save ourselves. We don't save them. Right. We share the message, yeah. just like somebody shared it with us. Yes. And God does the work, and we
0: just get to rest in that. Right. It's, it's, it's like it's the verse that me. says the the harvest is ripe. Right. Pray for laborers. Like yeah. pray. God has already. Caused everything to grow up. It's ready to. It's ready to go. Yeah. You just go out and share. You just go out and Have do faith. what. Yep. Yeah, what he has called you to do. Absolutely. Um. And Kurt alluded to this earlier, but share Jesus with your life. Mm-hmm. The way that you live your life. Our lives should be a beautiful alternative to the way that the world lives their lives. Yeah. Um. It. We are in the world. We're not outside the world. We're not going to go and, you know, go live in some monasteries or what, like whatever. <laughs> we are in the world, but we should be about living the life of Jesus. And so living a beautiful alternative, Matthew five, you're the light of the world. Yep. You are the light of the world. It doesn't say, you know, some of you are, or if you act this way, you are, you So live out your Christian faith. Um, I love the way uh, John Tyson, uh, he's a pastor up in New York. He calls it being a creative minority. Uh, we influence. He, here's what he says. We influence our culture through redemptive participation, being not just faithful, but fruitful. Um, this is the way we as the church are called to participate in our culture. We're not seeking to control the culture. We're not seeking to abandon the culture. But to love it to new life, yeah, through redemptive participation, yeah,
1: and that's the the salt part of that too. Yes. The Matthew five, the salt just being, Salty. being useful <laughs> to society and right. being good and 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 being like salt is different than the rest of the food. That's why we put it on. We've talked about this before, but yeah, again, it's just that that idea of. Standing out, not in a boastful, prideful way, but right. standing out in a way that it like light stands out. Yes. Right? Light right. is very obvious in a dark
0: right. room. So, right. here's um, the darkness.
1: Yeah. So that's what Jesus said. Be salt, which is a change agent, an agent for good. Be be light, which is this beautiful and true and right in a world full of darkness. Yeah. Um, and that is the again, that's the thing like Peter said in first Peter three fifteen that that's, that's what draws people to that hope. Oh my goodness. So at least, I think it, it does intrigue people. Yeah. It, even in the first century. I mean, even in like ancient Rome when they were killing Christians left and right. Right. I mean, if you read some of the historical accounts of that, it, it was at least intriguing to the Romans for the most part. Oh yeah. They, they were like, man, these, they're just different. The Christians are just different and we don't know what to even do with them. Let's just kill them, I guess. But, you know, but they were at least intrigued and often respected. um, I read that. Even though they were killing them.
0: Yes, I read that Peter, at one point, he was in this jail and I used to know the name of the jail and it's not coming to me, but basically it was a whole dugout in the ground (laughs) where they would drop the prisoner They would go down. They would chain them to a wall. So you're sitting in like basically a hole in the ground, Mm -hmm. chained to a wall. You don't get up. So you got to use the bathroom. You're chained to the wall. Good luck with that. You want to go to sleep. You're chained to the wall. Good luck. Anyway, I read that um, one uh, ancient historian said that 14 of the Praetorian Guard who were the elite of the elite, like these were the Navy SEALs of the Roman Guards, 14 of them were crucified because they Because Peter, while he was in jail, had witnessed to them, like just talking to them, yelling to them, preaching about Jesus from his (laughs) hole. And they heard him and they refused to bend the knee to Caesar. And so 14 of the praetorian guards were crucified because they accepted Jesus, which is so cool. <laughs> that was
1: the kind of stuff that was driving the Romans crazy. <laughs> driving, I mean, really, because went. they couldn't figure out how this, and they they called it the way back. That's yes, kind of cool. I wish way, we yeah. kind of need to get back to the, I like, know, I love Christi- that. I know Christianity yeah. was called the way in yep. the first century in the earliest church. It's called the way, so they were refer to it. They couldn't figure out how this this way of people they were changing the world, and they were. I mean, they, they, you couldn't shut them up. You couldn't stop them. Yes. You, you throw them in a hole. They're still right. yelling about Jesus. Yes. Um, Paul's hole to live is Christ, to die is gain. And whether I'm living or whether I'm dying, it's yeah. all good to me because I'm going to talk about Jesus. They couldn't stop it. And the mm-hmm. church kept growing. It kept multiplying yes. without force. Right. With just love and witness. Yeah. You know, and salt and light. And People it was just. That it was
0: turning the world upside, upside down. down. It yeah. was.
1: And it was this absolutely crazy movement. And it has continued for 2,000 years. And yeah. it hasn't stopped yet. And look, guys, if it's like, let's not us be the generation where it stops. Right. Right. And I don't think we will be. I, it, church is going to keep growing the, and, and yeah. being what it, it is till Jesus. But comes we want to be right? a part of it. Let's be part <laughs> of it. Let's be the church that is ju- as much as we can be like the people in the book of Acts and the earliest church in the first century where we're just going, you know what? Consequences or no consequences. We're going to share yeah. Christ. No, not everybody's going to agree. Not everybody, Not everybody's going to come to faith. It's right. just not going to happen. But some will yeah some will and and
0: living your life real real shiny like we (laughs) are talking about just it does people ask they might ask in a derogatory you know like what is wrong with you yeah or they might ask like especially when they are hurting Mm -hmm. they'll say um how do you how did you get through yeah whatever um yeah So anyway, and I think that it's always been God's heart for us to be this redemptive, this life giving force, Mm -hmm. because even when the Israelites were exiled to Babylon, Mm -hmm. remember um, the prophet through the prophet Jeremiah, God said, I want you to be a blessing. I want you to pray for those yeah. your captors. Like I want you to, I want you to marry. I want you to plant gardens. I want you to build cities. Like I want you to do all the things yeah. and be a blessing to the nation where you are. Yeah. Um. Because, uh, we are called to be a redemptive, a life giving mm-hmm. force. In this world, not through violence, not through um, argument, but for through love, through love and serving others and sacrifice. Think
1: about like the Book of Daniel too, where so many times in that book you see the Babylonians and the Persians praising God as a result of something that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego or Daniel do something that they do that was just. They didn't bend the knee. They they didn't right. worship the idol. They, they didn't eat the kept food. Praying. Yeah. They didn't eat the food. Whatever yeah. it was. Right. Just being consistent. Yes. Loving the Lord with mm-hmm. all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and just being who God called them to be in yeah. a hostile culture. Yep. And I mean, it doesn't mean you're not going to get thrown in a lion pit because he did. He did. But yeah. I mean, to throw <laughs> or a, in the fiery or furnace, a fire pit. They yeah. did. <laughs> um, but man, the, again, the witness, the witness was there and it couldn't be denied. Powerful. Could not be denied. Powerful. Um, I love it. So yep. um, we are at, we're at about 34 minutes here, so we'll we'll wrap it up here. But um, I'll, I'll say a quick word about camp real fast. Uh, yes. Like you said, we are going to talk about this a bit more at camp. Um, I'm so excited about summer camp this year. I really, really am. So if you, if you are a current, uh, really fifth through 12th grader, um, we want to invite you to come to camp. If you're yes. eighth through 12th grade, it's June 6th through 11th. If you are fifth, sixth, or seventh grade right now, going into be middle school next year, it is June twenty uh, seventh through 30, July second. Yep. So, um, it's up at North Georgia Christian Camp. You can sign up at uh, christiancamp.net, or please just our my email is on the end of this podcast. You can just email me if you need to get more information on that. But camp is, I, I'll say it's part of a huge part of my story um, about how I just got serious about following Jesus, and yeah. I wouldn't be in the ministry without it. Yeah. Um, but man, it's it's just a great place and a great opportunity for just to be around oh, godly man. people and to be in the word for a week and just, you know, listen to the Lord a little bit deeper for a yeah, week. Yeah. And
0: just get away from, get away, get away from things. It's, yeah, it's helpful. It a little retreat. Yeah, so Yeah. It's um, awesome. anyway. And and it's fun. Up, it's
1: so much fun. It's <laughs> yes. the
0: best place ever. It's my favorite place.
1: Um So anyway, maybe just a, a couple parting thoughts here. I don't know if you had anything that. Yeah. Kinda you know,
0: I, I do want to continue this conversation because there yeah. are more um practical yeah things that we could say about being a witness yeah um but i I guess just the way that we ended um the last thing that we were talking about is just um allowing God to use you yeah. um living your life um, so that people ask and then when they ask to have 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 an answer for the hope that's in you, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So why don't next week we just next week we'll hit some more practicalities. Yeah. And um, really just continue this conversation. Yeah. But maybe next week if you tune in, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about like, you know, what are some what are some tips and tools and right. things that you can use um, in your everyday life? You yeah. Know, to speak into the life of a friend. Cause we've had so many good questions on that. Um, students that were just asking, like, I don't I feel awkward about it or I don't know how to start that conversation yeah. or what if, um, you know, what if I lose a friend over that or what I mean? Those these are good questions. Yes. Man that we do need to think about so and yeah i I guess just to end it up i would say um you know it it is i know it can be scary and i know it can be hard i've been scared to do it i have not done it out of fear right you know at times in my life too where we're just like i don't know if i can say the right thing do the right whatever but i'll 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 say this um i have regretted times where i didn't i have regretted those times um i had a friend in high school that I invited to church once, and then he enjoyed it, and I never invited him again. Like I didn't follow up with that. I didn't keep trying, and I wish I, I had. Anyway, there, there there, are definitely times I regret. I've never regretted obedience to Jesus. Yeah. I've never regretted it. There, there's been times I really felt awkward doing it. There's been times I came away from situations like that going, ooh, man, I don't know if I said it right or I don't know if I did it right. Yes, but I've never had—I uh, shouldn't have done that. You know? Right. <laughs> I've never regretted it. I've yeah. always thought, you know what? I did my best there. I tried. Uh, yeah. I, I said something I needed right. to say. God,
0: you're going to have to cover that with your grace. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of yeah. those prayers. So, yeah.
1: anyway, we'll, we'll continue this conversation yeah. next week, and uh, hopefully good. it'll be really helpful to you guys. So, thank you all for listening uh, again this week. And um, as always, seek, seek first, first the, the kingdom, kingdom of, God. of God.
0: Thank you for listening to the Seek First podcast. We hope and pray that you have been encouraged and empowered to seek first the kingdom and righteousness of God in every area of your life. If you are a teen or young adult and have a question or topic that you would like Stephanie and Kurt to discuss on Seek First, simply email kurt at eastridge.church. Until next time, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness.